0: Welcome to The Bake Take. My name's is Moesha. I'm your host of The Bake Take. Uh, the Bake Take is just basically like your weekly news and culture, but just a little bit dankier. So today I'm joined with Toon from TLC. TLC is another Black liberation um, organization in D.C., and they just fight for total liberation. It's the Total Liberation Collective. So, Toon, um, if you wanted to go ahead and, you know, introduce yourself and give a little bit of your background and, like, what motivated you to, like, get in these spaces, that would be dope.
1: Hi. Um, so, I'm Neptune. Uh, I use they, he pronouns. And I want to say thank you for having me, Moesha, on your podcast. Absolutely. And I also want to say that it's Tulko. <laughs>
0: <laughs> TLC,
1: uh, Tolko, same thing. Tilco, you know. Um, so basically I I kind of got into the activist scene at the end of May. Um, I, I came out on the like the very first day that the protest like blew up in DC. And I was just kind of, you know, a fed up nigga. Um and, you know, I was out there day after day after day. And then, you know, at, at some point, we all just uh, started organizing. Um, and I, I've done a lot of learning over the last nine months, like a lot of reading. Um, I've really started to really solidify, like, a lot of my beliefs. Um, so that that's what keeps me coming out. Um, that's what keeps me in the in the community um, because I, I think there are changes that we can make and, and, and kind of start like society like down the road to making those changes.
0: And I think it's great that you're like really embodying the principles of TLC, Tilco, however you'd like to call it, the Total Liberation Collective, you know, love, rage, learn, like You are making sure that not only are you out here loving and raging, but you're also learning and educating yourself on, like, you know, the issues that affect not only you, but, like, the other, you know, Black, Brown, and Indigenous people that are oppressed by this police state. So, honestly, big shout-out to you and the folks at Tilco TLC for all of the amazing work that y'all are doing, because, like, it really, like, the, the ripple effect is just so important you know like a small ripple can make a large weight you know so big shout out to y'all for all of the amazing work that you're doing um
1: shout out but, to good trouble for all the amazing work y'all are doing and honestly
0: like
1: we've done like looking forward to working with you more like in the future
0: thank you um honestly y'all are one of my like favorite groups to organize with because the principles are just like so much aligned like we are full abolitionists meaning that um you know the the police can't really do anything for us we recognize that and um we we understand that this system needs to be abolished it is not a reformation thing right because like reformation implies that something can be fixed but this system's working the way it was intended to exactly exactly
1: like the first police, what we know as like a police, you know, organization, was a slave patrol in New York. Like, <laughs> like
0: but that's you have the same old badge th- and everything.
1: Oh.
0: It's honestly disgusting. Um, but yeah. I wanted to talk to you today about like another, another like form of oppression and like the long reaching effects of jim crow and just like another way that that's manifesting even in 2021 so we have we saw recently in georgia the governor there brian kemp um he was expected to sign a bill that would essentially like it would outlaw so many things uh relating to voting rights like it would include like not allowing them to not allowing people to give like food and water to people standing in line um it would provide like new restrictions on mail-in ba- uh mail-in ballots and absentee ballots and such and then it also introduces like new id requirements yeah. um so it's and it limits, very interesting right and
1: it like limits ballot drop off
0: yeah points. that's
1: like, it yeah like the id thing like now it will require an id for absentee ballots like It's, it's insane. It is very Jim Crow-esque, especially, I mean, right after Georgia votes blue. Side note, it makes me sick to say that because, you know, I'm anti both parties, but, you know, right after that happens, like, they're doing this.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not an accident, right? Like, it's not coincidental. Um, it's, it's very much on purpose to suppress the, the Black voter population because I think the, the number is like two-thirds of Georgia's like eligible voting population is Black. Um, like some, some like wild number like that, right? Like a, a good chunk of Georgia's voting population, or at least Atlanta's. Um, I might be misspoken. It might be specifically Atlanta's. But like a good chunk of their voting population is Black um so to to see these restrictions put in place it's like who are they restricting they're not restricting people that have quick access to you know replace a, a stolen or lost uh id card or whatever it might be like that that's not the people that this is affecting like because i know there are a lot of people that lose their ids pretty often and can you imagine if that affected your right to vote like your your born your birthright to vote um allegedly like um so that's been just like a hot topic so you see we we move forward to governor brian kent like signing that bill into law and there were a a group of like state legislate state legislators outside of his office as he's like signing the bill and amongst them was park cannon representative park cannon who's a Black woman from Georgia, and she was, um, you know, she had knocked on the door. For those of you who don't know, she had knocked on the door of the governor's office, and she was promptly arrested. Um, They did not even allow her to, like, try the handle. She knocked on the door, and the officer grabbed her and said, you are under arrest. So...
1: (laughs) And then charged her with, um, what, obstructing law enforcement? and um, disrupting a general assembly session. Like, first of all, isn't she a state representative?
0: Very much, very much as a state representative, um, but somehow was being unlawful and disrupting the procedures. they
1: are obstructing law enforcement. Like, come on, we know like obstruction of anything and like resisting arrest are like the two easiest charges for them to pin you with just to, really just to inconvenience you because like that's just going to get dropped anyway like
0: and I mean that's exactly what happened um she had to go to jail she was processed and they ended up just dropping the charges but the the act of being processed is a very like traumatic experience in itself right like um you are forced I know like in in my case when I was arrested I had had my my hair was in a ponytail and I had a mask on and they like ripped the mask off of my head ripped my ponytail holder out of my head like ripping hair as they go and that's just the beginning that's just when they put the handcuffs on me you know um so (laughs) I can only imagine you know like another black woman even like Good. in Georgia, um, which is a hell of a lot more racist than D.C. is even, right? Like, so I can only imagine, like, the, the trauma that, like, another Black woman experienced because they wanted to put her in the system as a means to deter her from, you know, being, being as vocal or being as active.
1: And I also think it was also, it was kind of the, like, put her in her place. Because that's what they do with with targeted arrests. That's why they, like, we've seen it in in our community out here. Where some
0: people have been arrested.
1: They're like, we can do this to you if we want to. We don't care your position. We don't care your power. We want to take your freedom away. We're going to do that.
0: You know, like, that's that's just like a, a, how do you say? like a trick of the state, right? Like that's something that they hold in their hand where they know that if if they have the ability to oppress you, they have the ability to silence your voice. Like that's what they're going to do. Like you're being too vocal, you're asking for too many rights. Like how dare you ask, you know, to be able to have absentee ballots? <laughs> like what what sense does that make, especially, you know, being that we are in the middle of pandemic and states like Georgia fought so hard to not allow people to do um, what you call it mail-in ballots you know mm-hmm. so it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic the mail-in ballots uh probably saved a bunch of people from contracting covid right um well, how cool. it,
1: like I'm, i did an absentee ballot but mine was automatically sent to my house when i registered to vote like all i had to do was fill out my ballot and drop it off at a at a ballot drop off box like what purpose other than trying to like restrict people's ability to vote, like would you not want there to be more ballot drop off boxes
0: and that's like
1: why should be one for fifty thousand people? Why should there be one ballot location for fifty thousand people? How does that make any
0: sense it doesn't that's what voter suppression looks like <laughs> like simple answer that's what voter suppression looks like when it's one ballot for fifty thousand people and you know everyone has to travel distances in order to do what they were constitu- constitutionally given the right to do like everyone's so up in arms right about like the second amendment where they're like oh this was my right to do this right but we also have a right to vote and the you know government is stripping those rights away day by day and the same people that are shouting protect the second amendment are not protecting our voting rights
1: and aren't they the same people who say as responsible citizens if you want to enact change then you need to vote
0: that's what i hear right like aren't they the ones telling black people register to vote make sure you vote because voting is the only way to change things
1: but you trying to restrict those a bit like the ability to get like.
0: However, you look in states like Florida, I think this recently changed, but like states like Florida, where if you had been incarcerated and served your time and paid your debt to society, you still couldn't vote. I think they just changed this recently, but this was the law in Florida for like years and years. Um, They, I'll like have to look it up after this. They might still have it going on, but I think I saw something recently where they had changed it. But like you serve your time, you pay your debt to society, right? And you are still not allowed to vote. And you look at that and who does that affect? You shouldn't even lose your right to
1: vote in jail. At all. That don't make any sense.
0: Are you less human?
1: The country. Like, that never made any sense to me. Like, jail or not, you should still be able to vote.
0: Does being in jail or being in prison make you less human? Does it make you less of a citizen?
1: Well, you remember, you, you, you know how it feels to get arrested. Yeah, we, we all know that like when when you're in there like you are not human
0: no it's very it's very dehumanizing right like the
1: it's like
0: the conditions there are just ridiculous um i just i remember when i gotten arrested i got arrested probably around like 10 30 o'clock at night and i wasn't able to Contact somebody to let them know that I was safe until I demanded to do so because I was late for work And it was 930 in the morning I was supposed to be to work at 9 and I wasn't able to contact somebody until 930 and that's only because My cellmate was a white woman. They processed me first. I asked for my phone call at 9 o'clock uh, They processed me and when I asked for my phone call they were like, oh, you know, we'll get it out we reprocess everyone They come, they take me back to my cell, take the white woman out. The white woman comes back and says, oh, they asked me if I wanted a phone call.
1: What?
0: (laughs) Make it make sense. Make it make sense. I'm late for work. I'm late for work because they've arrested me and they dropped the charges. But this white woman, they are asking her if she wants to make a phone call. Make it make sense. Um, so I also wanted to, you know, use this opportunity because they've, you know, arrested and traumatized this black woman, um, you know, just another case that we've seen here. So I wanted to take this opportunity to kind of like talk about the, the importance of protecting black woman, black women, and not only, you know, saying this, but saying it with our chest and actually like embodying it. Um, so I know, honestly, like for you, you are one of like the more vocal advocates, like of actually like putting your money where your mind, where your uh, mouth is, sorry. Um, putting your money where your mind is, putting your money where your mouth is, either or it's good. Um, but I just remember I wanted to tell everyone like specifically why I wanted to talk to you about this. Like one of our first instances where we really connected so i had met tunchi like out on the out on blm plaza during the summer and we used to do uh marches like every saturday essentially and it was tiring but we did it cuz we wanted to make some noise right but there was this instance where there was a, a man that was yelling at one of my friends And I came to intervene and this man turns around and starts yelling at me. And then I see out the corner of my eye, here comes Neptune running up. And he's just like, what's good? (laughs) Um, You know, like you can yell at these two black women, but like, are you gonna yell at me? What's good? Um, And I don't think you understand just like how much I really appreciated that moment. Um, because at that point, like, I was tired of yelling at men. Like, I'll yell at men any second, but, like, it gets tiring.
1: Girl, I flew across. I was across the street. I hear somebody yelling, and I swear I heard your voice. I turn around, and I saw you, the, like, you, and then it's what's-his-name, just all in your face, and it was a bunch of dudes around, and ain't nobody moving or saying nothing. So I'm like, damn, and I just jetted across the street. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I completely forgot about that part. Like, it's not like it was the one guy yelling at me. It was the one guy yelling at me and a bunch of, like, other guys and a bunch of, like, his friends, essentially, like, watching and standing by. Um, Yeah, like, I completely, I completely forgot about that. Um, It doesn't make sense. Like, if we're out here, you know, we've got those masks that um, we mentioned earlier. Like, a lot of us have these masks that say protect Black women and we're out here shouting it, right? Like but are we embodying it? Are we doing it? Um so I guess like when you hear the phrase protect black women, what does that really like mean to you?
1: What does that mean to me? Um, I
0: mean for me it's like, you know, listening to black women also, like not talking over them, that's another thing, right? Like it's not just you know, it's not just hopping in and being there to like be all muscles, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's dope too. Like I appreciate you, like I said, 110% for coming in in that situation. But like, there are so many other elements to protecting black women, um, as opposed to just, you know, coming in and being like the, the, the man figure um, when necessary, I guess, right?
1: Mm-hmm. The man figure. Um, So, like, in, I guess, in in practice for me, um, like, it's, like you were saying, like, listening to them, you know, respecting their viewpoints, like, not talking down, and um, when, when, you know, women are talking about, you know, their experience, like, you can't talk over them and, and try to, like, act like you can tell like them more about their experience than like they can. I mean that doesn't even make sense. Um,
0: I completely agree with that. Like I think that that's super important to to do, right? is to in- include make sure you include like their voices in the conversation, um, because you can shout, protect black women, but if it's just men shout and protect black women, like that's an issue, right? Like um, but sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Are you gonna say something else
1: oh no it's it's okay um but I do think i mean like when when I'm in like the protest space, like a lot of the time when it comes to protecting black women, it is like kind of helping like protect them from like the men who are so aggressive like towards them like because I just think like as a masked person like it would be it's more like kind of my job to check other masked people which I just find myself having like to do having had to do a lot in the space um but yeah in in the protest space it's definitely making sure their voices are amplify and not talking over them um yeah even even if you don't agree like especially like not you know calling them like out in front of people like if you don't agree like just i think that's just disrespectful
0: it's important i think like one thing that i'm really learning is to call people in as opposed to calling them out um and i feel like something that's really been happening particularly with, you know, Black women is that we do end up like calling them out a lot more for their flaws, right? Um, And we are more critical of them, I think, uh, at times. And it's like, okay, like, we can definitely Mm -hmm. like, call out flaws, right? But like, we can also say, yo, like, lean in real quick, let me holler at you about this. Um, So I think that it's just so important to make sure that we call people in more than we call people out um because that can just be um it can be just like a lot to a lot to deal with right like um just make sure that we are being being kind to one another and just like really showing that that radical love um can i ask you what flavor you're you're puffing on
1: you already know It's, it's the peach mango pineapple
0: i got the pina colada
1: Oh, that one is good.
0: Getting caught in the rain. (laughs) No, it is a whole vibe. Um, But I think, honestly, now might be a good time to take a smoke break slash commercial break. So we're going to take a smoke slash commercial break, and we will be right back. Smoke break. And we're back. So... Mm -hmm. Along with, like, the topic of, you know, protecting Black women, I did just want to, like, highlight the the protest scene and how dangerous, like, that in itself can be for Black women. Um, So you'll see in the protest scene, like, a lot of the people that we organize with are, you know, a lot of, like, the leaders, quote-unquote, in this movement are Black femmes. So you will see that a lot of the times at these actions they are the ones being targeted by the police uh whether that be with like taunting or whether it be with pepper spray uh projectiles the black thems are generally the people that are being you know targeted uh by these police tactics so i mean i just wanted to ask your perspective on this and just like do you think that that's on
1: accident? I don't think that's on accident at all. Um, I mean, it, it, it shows like how racism and then misogyny on top of that, like, plays into the whole police state. Like, just it, it's
0: <sighs> it's intersectionality.
1: Yeah, it, 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 but it's also just sickening. Like, because it's, D.C. has a lot of black police officers. That part. So then it's not even just racism on their part. Like, it's noir. Absolutely. And then just, you know, that
0: also just goes into... Showing you that, like, you know, as, as Malcolm X said so many years ago, the most disrespected person or the most neglected person in America is the Black woman. Um, and that's not just by, you know, white men, white women. That also at times is by their fellow Black men. Because even like, as Angela Davis says, like, a lot of Black men look at Black women and don't see that intersectionality and think that, you know, they are just Black. Um, and they don't necessarily see the, the issues that come along with not just being Black, but being a Black woman. Um, there are so many, like, additional, so many additional issues that come with that, like, and not to say that being a Black man in America isn't, like, tough in itself, but there are just, you know, so many, so many things, like, compounded on that, right?
1: Um, so... As a as a, a masked person, um one of the things like I find myself realizing like I don't really have to worry about like I think it like yeah, I mean it is dangerous being like a black like man presenting person, but I mean it is very dangerous to be a black like woman too. Um I mean so many black like girls are missing
0: particularly
1: in dc i mean sex traffic like mass presenting people don't have to like we don't have to worry about that like we have it so good like i can go for a run at three in the morning like yeah i might have to worry about someone thinking i'm like i don't know a fucking robber and you know having the cops called on me but like it's not it's not that and like i have to worry about like you know being one of the missing like there are so many black girls missing all over the world and why are we not talking about it
0: no that's a very good question like and we've even got um Relisha rudd who's been missing i think since 2018 um from dc like she went missing from a shelter and like there just hasn't been a lot of coverage about that. The poor baby's still missing, you know? And there really hasn't been that much follow-up from MPD. Uh that's the DC police department. There hasn't really been that much follow-up from them. Like it's 2021 and she's still missing. Um so
1: what 30% of, of crime or some
0: something like that? Thirty percent of what?
1: Of of all crimes or something like that. Like
0: Oh, are, are perpetuated against women? That sounds right.
1: Well, I was saying, like, cops only solve, what, like, 30% of all crimes or something like that? Oh, like,
0: sorry. I completely misheard you, right? Like, cops only, like, quote-unquote solve, right, 30% of crimes. Um, But I think you also have to, like, look at the the issues that cops uh, perpetuate, right? Like, because you see, like, even in most states, like, uh, if a cop were to say that they had sex with a woman that was in their squad car that wouldn't be considered rape. Um in most states like that would be considered at first glance consensual and it's like how can you consent if you're in handcuffs like unconsentingly?
1: Because it takes you back to the fucking notion that you are not human when you are in those handcuffs once you're placed in those handcuffs You are no longer human. You You are
0: are. just property of the state um, at that point, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And you see um, another. I'm gonna just keep going, going with Angela Davis, because if y'all haven't read Angela Davis, like Angela Davis is one of the most prominent like Black liberation uh, thinkers, but she's also very, very big on intersectionality um, and like the, the issues that follow with that. Um, but basically, she, she writes that th- uh, the, the prison population for women between 1990 and 1995 jumped 78%, which was the highest jump. Um, between 1990 to 1995, the women, the black women specifically prison population drop jump, 78 percent
1: is that coming up off the cracker or like the the 90s still like part of like
0: that is um the early 90s that that's coming from so that's with the passage of uh the 94 crime bill in addition Mm -hmm. to some of the implicating effects from reagan
1: oh but Reagan and Nixon, they worked together on that shit. Or, well, I mean, they didn't work together, Work together, but, like, Reagan built on what Nixon, like, laid the foundation for. Um, I was I was just asking because, like, it's very interesting. I don't, like, know, like, what would be the end point of the crack era. Uh, the I, crack I, era, I think, was,
0: ended, like, late 80s, right? Um, So that makes sense. Early 90s.
1: Mm-hmm
0: that sounds right it was before my time that's that's all I got I'm 25 um I was born in 95 I'll be 26 in September so if you want to get me a present just make sure you hit me up around September and I'll let you know what I want (laughs) that's for the listeners not necessarily for you but like if you want to get me something too
1: I know when your birthday is I remember you had a March.
0: Yeah, we did a march for my birthday, but it's not like, you know, it wasn't necessarily like my march. We actually did, I completely forgot, like the Black Women's Empowerment March for my birthday. Um, That's how I spent my 25th um, revolution around the sun. Hello. A quarter, a quarter centennial, one might call me.
1: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) i will be a quarter centennial this year too.
0: Hey, turn up. Oh, but I think, um, you know, just going back to all of this stuff, like with Black women being like the highest, you know, rising prison population, it's like, are we really embodying what we are saying? You know, like, I feel like it's very common, right? Like to even hear people say, even if they're not shouting, like, protect Black women. Like, I feel like it's very very like easily recognize that that's something that people try to like that's a philosophy that people try to spread within our own communities right like i know from my brother when when me and my brother were coming up like that's something that my dad told him all the time if we were going out somewhere watch after your sister you know like that's that's something that is kind of like just placed like within our society is that like these these measures are like placed but they're not necessarily like followed and executed fully.
1: It's for some reason some of the the black men who like perpetuate misogyny towards black women like they've managed to only see their relatives as like actual like people, that's why they're able t- to disrespect like any random black woman. Like they're not they're not treating their sister like that. They're not gonna treat they're not treating their mom like that. But somehow they're able to treat other like just any woman like that. Um, and I definitely like I have a I have a little sister. Um, <laughs> like I'm very protective of her.
0: But I think you're just, you're honestly just like protective of the people that you like love and care about, but also like the people that are just like vulnerable people. Like even the people that you don't necessarily know, um, I think you're just protective of them. Like that's just something like very human about you that I really appreciate is that like you're just protective of just people that you care about and it doesn't even have to be like a strong relationship like you could just care that they are a person and mm-hmm. you are there for them um so that's something that i just really appreciate about you
1: oh well wow. don't make me blush <laughs> um i just i mean we're, we're all people that's that's like something i see like we all deserve to be like treated like people i don't i don't care what someone does to like. Cause you see a lot of this. I don't know. This is such a complex. Like, this is very complex. Cause all, the I mean, these harms are manifested in, in many different ways. I mean, just when when you when someone is rejected or someone gets upset, like, then all of a sudden they think it's okay to treat people like less than human
0: wow let's uh let's talk about that part like when someone gets rejected or when someone gets upset um so i think it's interesting that like a lot of this is you know black women white white women just like fems in general um they have learned that like if a man like cat calls you on the street it's better to be nice to him than to you know uh be snappy with him because he might be violent um i think that that's you know cat-calling. something that, sorry go ahead
1: i said who shouldn't even be catcalling people
0: that part um yeah. sorry <laughs> like it's it's disgusting um catcalling it's it's unnecessary i'm on my way to my destination i i i didn't sign up to get yelled at by random men. That's that's not what I did today. When no. I, like I remember one point I had like my toes painted white and some guy thought it was appropriate to say, hey yo, white toes.
1: The audacity.
0: Like, sir, what are you doing? Um, so.
1: But the audacity.
0: So I think that, um you know, with with that, like, it's, it's just so interesting because, like I said, uh, women are forced, and we even, like, touched on this earlier, where women are forced to, like, um, you know, basically say that they, or, like, just carry around, like, defensive tools and watch their backs when they're going out, where it's not just um you know someone might think that i'm a i'm I'm a robber or i'm an intruder or whatever it might be like someone might be out here to attack me because i'm a woman um where even you know like my niece my niece is all of 12 years old and i went to visit her recently and she's like hey i made a self-defense keychain for you and she's 12. um and it's got like um like all these little like self-defense essentials, including like one of those things that you pull apart and it makes like the really loud noise or whatever. But I'm like, my poor twelve-year-old baby. Like this is what she knows at twelve is that she needs a self-defense kit.
1: I think it's it's crazy because a lot of a lot of this stuff um, of the of the behaviors that like women have to put pet from grained in in uh our heads as youth. Like I've been going back and watching all these like old shows that were on in the nineties and there are a lot of like really just slut shamey comments, like misogynist comments, like just transphobic stuff, like all of that and that's stuff that we like like absorbed as kids and other people have absorbed as kids like so to some degree like that stuff gets like ingrained in some in people's subconsciouses like i think that's very disgusting and it really shines a bad light on the (laughs) on hollywood if if that's even a can of arms we would want to open in the first place because everyone knows how fucked up hollywood is
0: (laughs) no um you even look at people like Harvey Weinstein, who for years was just exploiting women because he could. Um, And it took, you know, literally dozens of women to come forward uh, and, you know, express their experiences, express their trauma. And it took dozens of women to remove this man from power. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and it's, it's not like these were just like, like quote unquote like nobodies or whatever, like these were like powerful women that had to come forward essentially like uh to to get justice and sure, like there were some women whose names we don't necessarily know um but that I think like once we finally started hearing about Harvey Weinstein, it was when like Selma Hayek, and um I'm missing her name, but uh oh no, rose McGowan, uh when like Rose McGowan had come forward like that was uh, a big name that like really pushed this stuff forward and you know i think it's i think it's important that all of these women like share their stories but i don't think that it should take someone who has like such a big name in order to create that pressure like why do we not just believe any woman and not just like the more quote-unquote powerful women right
1: exactly exactly
0: is to to take down uh, a disgusting man, quite frankly, um, exchanging exchanging sex for for work, exchanging like it's 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 one thing, right? Like and i'm not I'm not downing like sex work at all, but there are people who, you know, that is like a choice that they have made. And then there are other people who, where that's not the choice that they made. And Harvey Weinstein, like, forced them, essentially, um, into making that choice. And Mm -hmm. that's just, it's disgusting, (laughs) to say the least.
1: Well, pardon me. Just an abuse of of power, like, what is it with people in
0: power? Right, like if he were being abusive towards people in power, or what do you mean?
1: Cause like, that, that's what abuse is about. It's about power.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm
1: not even ironically, like abusing his position of power to harm like people. I don't, I was just saying, what, what is it with people in power?
0: Yeah, um, no, like I I don't know, man. Like you get that Go ahead. You get that little bit of power and it just goes to your head, right?
1: And people do disgusting things. I mean, <laughs> people have colonized their complexion colonize the entire world for
0: it. People have colonized their complexion. Went around the world looking for spices and never used them.
1: Listen, okay.
0: I'm sorry. Let's.
1: How about they make okay. a spicy chicken and they only use salt and pepper, but the, the pepper kick it up a notch. Okay.
0: You got to use ketchup to make it extra spicy.
1: See now, that's where I that's where I stage left. I hate, oh, okay. Never mind. I hate ketchup. <laughs>
0: You hate ketchup.
1: I hate ketchup with a burning passion. No, but yeah, I mean, when you look, I don't do really sick things for power.
0: Which is honestly just, it's unfortunate, but this is sadly the world that we live in. I think it's important that we, continue to like take strides and take steps to create like the world that we want to live in. And that's a world where, you know, fems feel free to walk down the street without being threatened by, you know, like the mass people on the street, not being threatened by the state that could kill them. Um, you know, just where fem people feel free to just walk down the street. <laughs> that's That's the world that we want to create, right?
1: And where they're listened to and their input is valued and respected they don't have to worry about getting talked over in like no that part patients, is like,
0: that part is major um where i i find myself almost constantly saying like oh i wasn't done talking um and having to like insert myself in in spaces because I'm cut off. Um, and it's it's unfortunate and takes up so much time. Like, it's literally a waste of time for me to interrupt you for interrupting me when I could have just finished saying what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> so don't waste everyone's time. Let me just say what I was going to say. Exactly. And that's on... Abolition.
1: Abolition. <laughs> black women are freaking always right like, <laughs> like come on now listen to the black woman in your life i'm trying to told you
0: you ain't never lied and then like every every day i wake up and i think 55 percent that's the amount of white women that voted for trump <laughs> never forget 55 percent of white women voted for trump We we hate to see it alive and well, Um, but we can just continue to. It touches literally every aspect of our lives. Like everything boils down to racism. So that's I think how we're gonna end things today. Like. Just know that everything is related to racism and Neptune and the good people at Total Liberation Collective are doing their best to love, rage, and learn and just, you know, make sure that we embody protecting Black women when we're shouting it. Um, So do you have any pluggables, anybody you want to shout out?
1: Um. (laughs) Your group? I wanna give a shout out to Tulco, y'all already know. Give a little shout out to Rihanna, cause you know she uh followed us on the gram. But I also just wanna say um education is very important for forging uh, our path like forward. Um so hopefully really soon um Total Liberation Collective will be doing a lot more work educating um the people because we know what we're fighting for but like we have to also know what we want like it to look like when we get to where we're trying to go. No so, I think that's so Oops. education yeah so education and mutual aid are key. So we are absolutely going to be doing a lot of mutual aid. Um, if we hope to see y'all there. Um, let me just go ahead and plug our Instagram though. You should follow us on Instagram. It's tlcollective.dc, tlcollective.dc. And then on Instagram, instagram on twitter it is tl collective dc
0: her y'all look
1: out for the fight the future is queer historically and today
0: that is beautiful okay y'all keep an eye out for the fight the future is um sorry one more time what is it
1: the future is queer historically and today the fight
0: that is Amazing. Okay. I'm excited to learn more about it. Um, I'm sure you all can keep tuned into um what's you call it, uh, TLC's Instagram and Twitter. And I'm sure there will be more information about the fight coming there. Um, if y'all want to also check out hell, I've got a few pluggables. Um, we've got of course the podcast you can go to Bake Take Pod on Twitter or Instagram, or you can send us a Gmail at Bake Take Pod at gmail.com. Um, and then I've also got my group that I organize with um, at Good Trouble on Instagram, something similar on Twitter. It's just Good Trouble Coop. So type that in, you'll find it. Uh, the, follow us on Instagram, stay tuned, stay radical um and say hi anything else tune
1: just want to say thank you again for having me on your podcast the second episode right
0: yeah second episode
1: hello we love <laughs> you thank you so much and again like thank you and shout out to moesha and good trouble Co- good trouble
0: co-op good trouble collective good trouble co-op i don't know we might have to Put them together. We'll see. Um,
1: Thinking of like a name we could use whenever we collaborate.
0: <laughs> the collective.
1: Total good trouble co op.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, perfect. Total good trouble liberation. <laughs> that's not it.
1: Total, Total good trouble collective.
0: I like to Ooh, that's it. All right, y'all. And this is Neptune and Moesha signing out from Total Good Trouble Collective.
1: Hello. <laughs> Love, raise, and learn. All
0: right, y'all. Until the next time. Bye. Bye.